This episode of Crowd Scene was recorded back when the show was called Kickstars. So every time you hear the words Kickstars, think Crowd Scene. You can now find us at crowdsceneshow.com and also follow us on Twitter at crowdsceneshow. Thanks for listening. Kickstars. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to a mini episode of Kickstars. I'm Peter Dean. And I'm Michael Ogden. So in these mini episodes, we're going to be doing three things. Firstly, we're going to look back at the last episode of Kickstars. And number two, we're going to look around at uh, the current crowdfunding campaigns and each of us has a pick to share. And then we're going to look forward and see what's coming up next time on Kickstars. So in last episode, we spoke to J. Todd Coleman and Gordon Walton, founders of Artcraft Entertainment, an independent game developer based in Austin, Texas. So they joined us to talk about Crowfall, a game that they uh, kickstarted. It's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, uh, otherwise known as an MMORPG. Uh, So this is a game simultaneously played by a very large number of people connected via the internet. You know, what I liked about having Todd and Gordon on the show was, was this. I'm really not a gamer. I'm not their target audience for this. But the way they talked about it, they made it so accessible and so interesting that, you know, am I interested in it now? Well, you know what? My my interest has been peaked. I'm definitely curious to see how it comes out. Uh, and I'm going to follow their progress. One thing I really had fun listening to was their discussion about the mystery box, um, how yeah. they their pre-campaign was, we're going to introduce our concept kind of week by week and just give glimpses of it so that their fans, which they have loads, um, could begin to kind of guess what kind of project it was going to be. And so by the time of that end of that pre-campaign of this mystery box, like they approached it like it was an episode of or a season of Lost, um, people were really deeply kind of into it and having fun about what this campaign could be. They're really smart guys. So now we're going to get on to Kickstarter's crowdfunding picks. That's pretty catchy. I like the title. What this is about is Pete and I have been looking at different campaigns. Yeah, well, we actually set out to, to find one each, but strangely, we managed to find the same one. And we yes. didn't realize we had until we both heard each other laughing out loud. Yeah. And it transpired pretty quickly that we'd found the same campaign. Yeah. Made it easy. It's such a stonker. So what do we got? Hate mail. That's right. Hate mail. Mr. Bingo. So quick details on Mr. Bingo's campaign. It's called Hate Mail. It's on Kickstarter. Uh, Support the man. So let's just remind ourselves of this video and watch out. They're swearing. Yo, I'm the illustrator known as Mr. Bingo. The thing though is I'm just trying to give an intro to kickstart my Kickstarter with a bit of info so you can sit back in your fucking chair and watch this thing grow. Before I try and explain the hate mail process, first we need to focus on what the fuck post is. Before the internet communication was more intimate, you wrote a letter, got an envelope and put it into it. Then as if some act of magic like a unicorn, you put it in a red box. He's good. He's so good. <laughs> My God, he's funny. He's very good. You know, and the the, the video is worth watching um, uh, this second. He's got a great sense of humor, and uh, he's performing it himself. And it's one of the best. What I love I've seen. about it is that his his rap is is I think superb. And yes. yet, he, look to look at him, maybe he's like the least likely guy. To, to burst into high-quality rap. Yeah, that's true. F- funny rap. I don't so know he's a London it. illustrator. Yep. Uh, and he's been uh, printed in New Yorker and various uh, well-known publications. Yep. Um, but uh, he started this project as a, just a kind of a lark, a fun campaign, right? It sounds like it. I, I can't say that I'm completely up to speed with, with uh, the whole hate mail thing. I'm, I'm aware of it. I've seen it mentioned on the internet, but I've never really 
Well, I think it's just something that's kind of gathered steam because he started it um, about four or five years ago um, and just writing offensive messages on uh, post <laughs> postcards uh, to mostly willing recipient, recipients. What's not to like? Oh, that's right. He will literally abuse you via post. Is yeah. That, that's about right. If you it? ask him to. If you ask but him to. But they're kind of lovingly detailed in terms of the illustrations are quite striking. Yep. And then they'll send it to you. And then what he's crowdfunding is a compilation of these postcards. Yep. Um, so they work themselves is kind of wow that's a it's a, a nice piece of work um but as he puts it he wants to put together a um a it will look like a pretentious art book but without the pretentious price tag exactly actually it's quite reasonably priced and it looks so good and after watching that video i i feel like i need a copy of this thing i could write you some hate mail <laughs> um <laughs> it won't be as good as mr bingo's if you can put together a rap video like that i'll accept yeah, no, fantastic video, great sense of humor, and it's, well, immediately successful. It's, he was looking to make 35 grand. And as of this recording, he's made more than £100,000. Uh, so there are nine days left to go on the campaign. So head over to Kickstarter and take a look. I just want to say that video, I, I, I feel like I've got a very high humor threshold. I was born with a high humor threshold, and it means that <laughs> it takes a lot to make me laugh. It really I does. love high humor threshold. It's it's an affliction. It's it's you sort sound of a curse. Like a robot. It's a curse, but it also it's a great way to measure how funny something is. Because if I laugh at it, it's genuinely very it's, very funny. It's gold. It's it's absolute gold. And people I travel from within, all over the globe to go. Pete, is this funny? Yes, they do. Yeah, I laughed within ten seconds of that video starting like out loud, uncontrollably, and I laughed all the way through. It's just absolute perfection. That was the first time I've, I'd ever heard you laugh, and, and uh, we've known each other for many years. And you know why that is, really? Why? It's because you've never said anything funny. What? That's <laughs> oh, brutal. I'm going to work on uh, the material. Yeah, Mike's going to come back uh, I'm going to work up a rap. If you can do the arm movements at the same time, that would help. I can do the arm movements, and uh, yeah, I'm going to get this down. Mr. Bingo, inspirational. Well done. Congratulations on an already successful campaign, and uh, perhaps we'll speak to you one day on Kickstars. So we have a great show coming up for you next week. We have two guests again, Rebecca Melsky and Eva St. Clair. They're both Washington, D.C. moms. Uh, Known as? Oh, yeah. Their company is called Princess Awesome. No, That's no. also the name of their You got to give it some. Give it campaign. some, Pete. Give it. Princess Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Is that you how you... Be, you have to be American to say how you Americans awesome. say it? Yeah. We say awesome. <laughs> you say clever. Jolly awesome. Jolly good. Yeah. Well, we have actual real princesses in this country, so we don't have to uh, ah. make up names like awesome. So we spoke with Rebecca and Eva, and they are, well, as you said, two DC moms, but they're also best friends. I mean, so the interplay between the two of them is really kind of infectious. I think we it had, is. it was fun just to speak with them. But I'll tell you one thing that after the taping, this was a real special treat, mm. was that after we did the show, we got on so well, I ended up in America um, on a trip and met Rebecca and Eva in person. So uh, future Kickstars guests, watch out. If you get along with us very well on the show, Mike will personally fly out to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Have an a, a intimate coffee uh, and or lunch and a discussion of the show. <laughs> and all at Mike's personal expense. And what I really enjoyed about uh, with that show is, is, like you say, we all got along very, very well. Now, Rebecca and Eva had been interviewed by CNN some big names uh, today. CBS by, Morning News. Yeah. Um, the Guardian newspaper, the Daily Mail newspaper, both in the UK, with both huge. Yeah. And they said to us at the end of the interview that this was the most fun they'd had on an interview. And I think they shared a lot more. I thought of, they said the most fun ever. 
in their life. Ah, oh, did they? Was that what it was? I might not. We might have to play the tape. Tune in next week to find out. But let's but wait. Before we do that, though, I mean, their campaign was very, very cool. It was about gender equality with clothes. I think the problem they were facing was that whenever they were going shopping for their daughters, they were finding dresses with fairies and unicorns and... What kind of girl-type pink Flowery stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. No, it's just that they weren't given the choice to have other stuff on their clothes. At the I think their time. point was that, you know, robots and uh, dinosaurs, and girls like robots and dinosaurs. Stuff and you know, maths. Um, none of that stuff is actually gender-specific. However, no one's putting it on girls' clothing, and therefore it's, you know, forcing girls perhaps into this yeah. idea that this stuff isn't girly. Yes, and I think it came out of a personal desire to have that. I mean, so Rebecca and Eva both have kids and they went seeking for that and they couldn't find it in the market and they thought somebody should do that. And then at, one, at some point, one of the two said, actually, somebody, that should be us. Let's Absolutely. make that happen. It's a great, great big gaping hole in the market. This stuff is all over boys' clothing. Why not, why not girls' clothing too? So that's yeah. what they're doing. They were fun and had some original thinking about uh, how to run a campaign. They certainly did. It's a fantastic show. So that's Princess Awesome on the next episode of Kickstars. So that's all for now. That's it for this mini episode. Yep. Short and sweet, as many episodes are. And uh, how did that fit on your kind of comedy threshold uh, gold? Anywhere um, near it? I think it had its moments. Okay. Uh, I think I like this, this short format. Mm. I like to think of this episode as the Tyrion Lannister of Kickstars episodes. Wow. It may be slightly short in stature, but it's still packed full of interesting information and uh, with the occasional laugh. <laughs> it's a bit nerdy. <laughs> I think it'll play. Uh, so here on Kickstars, we interview designers, songwriters, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, a wide variety of different people. If you'd like to be a guest on Kickstars and you've had a successful crowdfunding campaign, then we'd love to talk to you. Give us a shout. You can reach us at hello at kickstars.net. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Kickstars. Uh, just visit kickstars.net and click on that nice big subscribe button. Where's that big button? It's right at the top, Mike. Ah. It's right at the top. Kickstars.